1: So, say, well, Pastor Mark, is is there really a battle for truth? Everywhere. Why does Satan try to steal and deny the Word of God? Why does he do that? He knows that when this Word is taught by anyone that teaches the Word of God, when people receive it begin to practice it, their lives change for eternity. Every one of us are changed people. Old things are passed away. All things became new. It didn't come from a church. It didn't come from a man. That came from God who changed your hearts.
0: You've probably read plenty of how-to articles. Maybe you've even shared with the class how to do something or other. In 1 John chapter 3, John gives his own how-to article, how to stop sinning. He tells us that Jesus came to remove our sins and destroy the works of the devil. We can't destroy the works of the devil without Jesus. The key is to continue to abide in Jesus. No one who stays and lives in Jesus will keep on sinning. We can't keep on sinning because God has transformed our lives. It's that simple. Keep abiding. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John, chapter 3, verse 5. With part one of our message entitled, God's Solutions to Satan's Schemes.
1: Oh, your Turn to 1 John chapter 4. We'll be there in a moment again. If you're brand new, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions right up front. How many of you have ever taken a vacation to the Grand Canyon? Let me see your hand at all our campuses. Oh, good. Terrific. How many of you have... At one time or another, I've been to Niagara Falls. Let me see your hand. Oh, more more to Niagara Falls than Grand Canyon. Well, let me give you a little scenario at all of our campuses this morning. Here it is. You take your family on a vacation to the Grand Canyon, and, and when you arrive, you and your wife, you have three children, five, eight, and ten, and you have a good night's sleep, and you get up the next morning, and you and your wife get the three children, the five, and eight, and ten, and here's what you say to them. Now we're in the Grand Canyon. It's an amazing place. So here's what, here's your instructions for the day. You just go, do whatever you wanna do, just make sure you're back before dark. How many think there's a little problem coming right there? Exactly. No, if you had three children, five, eight and 10, here's what you would do. You would say to them that morning, mom and I are gonna take you And we're going to enjoy this place. It's amazing what God's done. And you're going to see some guardrails as we go through. Now, those guardrails are not for you to go, Oh, let's see what's over here. Those guardrails are there for you to be protected. That's why you wouldn't let your kids go. Can you imagine Niagara Falls? Well, let's see what happens. No. In the Bible... We have guardrails. Would you write the very first thing down this morning? All of our campuses, here we go. Watch the note. It's right there in front of you. God's word, his guardrails for our life, provide two things. Protection and freedom from Satan's schemes. You see, there is a spiritual warfare going Last weekend, we learned a lot of these schemes. In fact, Paul told us in Corinthians, you must be aware of the way Satan operates. Now, we learned a lot of that last week. You can't go through it today. So get yourself online, seriously. Get yourself online or get your DVD and catch yourself up. Now, as I told you last week, a few weeks ago, I was with Josh McDowell at the Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference He told us about a spiritual storm. You just walked in in one today. It was a rainstorm. This is a spiritual storm. It's We're in the middle of it right now. Here's the two things that Josh McDowell talked about. Storm, number one, is about the Bible and truth. The storm today basically is this. There is no absolute truth. Here's what people, about, and I don't want to do it just age group because it's more than just this, but it is pretty much this age group, 30 and under. Here's what they're saying. We don't need a God. See how great man is. We're amazing, this generation. We don't need a God. See how great man can create. Why would we need a creator? We can create. And we see that in so many ways. The third thing they're saying is this. We don't need a God. See how great man can reason. Man can reason. All of this leads... This this storm on biblical truth to the denial of a personal creator God. That's what evolution says. And that God created you. You didn't evolve from some goo. God specifically created man to worship and know him. So the denial that God is truth, people then just say this since there is no creator, I create my own truth. I don't have to respond to anybody. Who cares? My truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. So the denial of absolute truth leads to one thing, that all truth is equally as good. The second storm we're facing, we learned last week, especially with the video when we saw four and five-year-olds in pornography, it was amazing, The internet has three problems, intellectual, moral, and relational. And as we watched that last week, most of us were like, what? We couldn't believe it. But that is the storm that we're facing. Now, in this storm, we learned last week one important thing. There's always hope. When we studied 1 John chapter 3, verse 5 and 8, we learned two huge keys. Hope is means I I can look forward with confidence and expectation. Even though the storm is here, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. And while I'm going through it, I can have hope and I can have expectation. Here's the two huge keys we learned last week. You remember them? Number one, hope. Jesus came to remove our sins. We were reminded last week, nobody that practices sin can call himself a believer. If it's a lifestyle, you never really got saved. But every Christian does sin. So Jesus came to remove our sins. I can't be good enough. There's no way for me to get into heaven. The man's greatest need is to have his sins forgiven. I was born with a sin nature. We're going to give everybody that is not a Christian a chance to do that at the end of our service. Why? Because that's your only solution to spend an eternity with God in heaven, to find forgiveness for your sins. Well... The second thing we found out was this. The minute we begin that spiritual walk with God, there's warfare. We have an enemy, Satan. So we learned in verse 8 last week, we have hope because Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and really to rob Satan of his power. Now remember, Satan is a defeated enemy on the cross. He was defeated, but he's still alive today working because God has allowed him to do this until the end of the, the, the really thousand year reign. Now, you here in Melbourne or Vier Sebastian, the work, you and I are no match for Satan. He's more powerful than you and I. But with God's help, we can live in victory. Why? Because the first verse I want you to turn to, I've asked you to turn there, 1 John 4 4. Look what Jesus said about God and his strength. You see, I can live in victory and freedom because of this verse. Notice John writing to the church, first John 4, 4. You, dear children, you are from God. You're not from goo. You are from God. And you have overcome them. You're living the life. You're sinning, but you're getting forgiven, and it's not a habit. Because the one who is in you, God, is greater than the one who rules the world, Satan. The reason I have hope, the reason I can live in victory, no matter what the scheme of Satan is, because God lives in me. The moment you become a Christian, God comes in you. So I want you to write this, and it will sound strange to you as you're kind of writing the end of it. Look what it says. Know this this morning. God is greater than, fill in the blank yourself this morning, than the lab result you got this week, than the pink slip that you just received. One of your children have come to you. And they've shared something you never wanted to hear. Your husband just walked out. See, God is greater than any of those things in our life. It doesn't matter what you put in the blank. God is there to get us through it. A greater than any problem, temptation, sickness, habit, whatever. Why? Because he's all-knowing and all-powerful God. Now, also, we learn this. A problem well defined is only half solved. So we learned some of the problems last week. How do we solve this temptation? We we saw this morning, we defined for you the spiritual storm. For those of us 40 and above, we don't think that way. Truth is absolute. But not for the younger generation. The moment our kids head college, they're bombarded. You believe in a God? You, you believe there is absolute? What are you, crazy? See, we don't understand how the world is doing this to us. And of course, TV, because it's ruled by Satan. Now, God's solution to his schemes are found one place in the Word of God. I'm going to give you a couple keys this morning. What doesn't Satan want you to know? Here's the first one. Would you write it down today? Satan doesn't want you To know the truth. Satan does not want you to know the truth. Let's turn to John chapter 8. The book of John. John chapter 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And let's go down to verse 44. All of our campuses. John 8. 44. Now when you get there. Understand this principle. When you were born. You were born in the kingdom of Satan. There's only two spiritual kingdoms in the world. There's hundreds and hundreds of countries with hundreds of rulers. But in the spiritual world, there's the kingdom of God. God rules it. There's the kingdom of Satan. Satan rules it. When you were born, you and I were born, we were born in the kingdom of Satan. Well, what does that ruler look like? Well, we'll see his character right here. John 8, 44. Jesus speaking to religious leaders who didn't get it. Notice what he says. Read it with me. You belong to your father, Jesus said, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. Satan has a desire for you. He was a murderer from the beginning. Watch this. Not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So Satan is a liar. He cannot speak the truth. You see, he's not only a liar, but he uses deception. Deception and lying are traced back not to God, but to Satan. Now what does deception mean? It means to be led away from the truth without knowing it. Oh, here's, a, here's a statement. You'll think I'm an idiot saying this, but it's important. If a person being deceived knew they were being deceived, they would never be deceived. Did you get it? If you knew what you were doing, there was deception there, you would never follow through with it. That's why it's called deception. So, Jesus gives us a statement. I want you to write it down. It goes against everything in our world today. God and his word are truth. There is absolute truth. Satan is the one that lies. Your truth is fine. Your truth is fine. Your truth is fine. All truth is fine. There's no absolute truth. I wrote this yesterday and I want you to think about it. The denial of absolute truth, which is really the Bible, Bible is the absolute truth, the denial of that leads to absolute insanity. Pastor Mark, there's, what that means in life, the Bible is our guardrails, what that means in life, there are no guardrails. Just do whatever you want to do. It's your truth. I mean, it's total foolishness. People come to a stoplight. They don't believe in God. There's no truth. I don't need to stop. i just go through it. You better believe it. Well, I'll just take this gun out and shoot somebody. No, there is truth. You shoot somebody, you're going to prison. It might take 12 years to go through the court system, but you're going to prison. <laughs> is there absolute truth? Absolutely. What is it? It's the Word of God. John 17, 17, Jesus said, Sanctify them, Father, by your truth. Your Word is truth. Titus 1, 2 says this. God cannot lie because God is truth. Now, think about that. Satan's a liar. He can't tell the truth. God cannot lie. Which kingdom would you like to be in? I mean, it's just a natural thing. So God is the God of truth. Jesus said he was the truth. And what does the Holy Spirit in John 14 to 16 do? He leads us into truth. So Satan is a liar, deceiver. Here's what he's always trying to attack. The word he wants to dilute it. He wants to steal it and he wants us simply to deny the word of God. Now just about two weeks ago, my secretary came in. She said, here's a gift. And I opened this huge, heavy package. Here's what was in the package. The message of the Quran. Somebody sent me this Quran. Now I'll talk to you in a moment. Does God love the Muslim people? Does he want them saved? Yes, he does. Do we love them? Absolutely. Anybody. He came for the whole world. Many Muslims, by the way, are coming to Christ like crazy. Not long ago, I was talking to a pastor from Egypt. And he has a Christian church in Egypt. And Muslims are walking into the services, don't know anything about it, and getting saved like crazy. Praise the Lord. So we're we're not against Muslims. We're not against Muslims. Is this truth? No, it's not a truth. You see, what's the world try to say? Well, your truth is your truth, and your truth is your truth. It's okay. No, it isn't okay. This is the only truth. You say, well, I don't believe it. Then you're lost. One of the things you have to understand about this, and by the way, they have sent 60,000 of these to pastors And military, commanders, government, 60,000. Why would they send it to me? If you're listening this morning, this is truth, says Jesus. (laughs) We love you, and God loves you. But why is this not truth? Well, because of this. In this book, which is not truth, what do they say about Jesus? We've learned it in First John. It was a problem 2,000 years ago. Here's what John. John said to the people, Well, you believe in God, but you don't believe Jesus is the Son of God, then you'll never be a Christian because he's the only way to God. This is First John 2,000 years ago. Here we are 2,000 years ago. What What do the Muslims believe about Jesus? He was a great prophet. He lived. They even respect Mary. But they do not believe he's a son of God. He is not deity. And Muhammad is greater than Jesus. False, 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 false. The only truth is this truth. Now, who's behind, and understand how I'm going to say this, who's behind the Quran? The liar and deceiver, Satan. You say, well, Pastor Mark, is there there really a battle for truth? Everywhere. Why does Satan try to steal... And deny the word of God. Why does he do that? He knows that when this word is taught by anyone that teaches the word of God, when people receive it and begin to practice it, their lives change for eternity. Every one of us are changed people. All things are passed away. All things became new. It didn't come from a church. It didn't come from a man. That came from God who changed your heart. Now, I want you to see something this morning because Satan doesn't want you to see this. Let me give you a little clue. What if I would say to you for the next four weeks, I'm going to do a series on how to be successful and how to be prosperous in every area of your life. You couldn't get people into this place. Well, let me show you. A verse. Take a look on the overhead. One time, Joshua wrote this. Watch what Joshua wrote. Old Testament Joshua 1.8. All our campuses. Study the book of instruction continually. What is that? It's the word of God. Meditate on it day and night. In other words, think about the word. Have your private devotions. Meditate on it day and night. Make sure it kind of works in your life. Now meditate it on it day and night so you'll be very smart. No, meditate on a day and night so you'll be sure to obey the things that you like and the things you don't like, you just kind of put to the side. No, Uh, meditate on a day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Well, why do we teach the whole word? So you'll know everything that's written in it. Then, look at the promise, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Why does Satan come against that? What does he offer instead? Power, possessions, pleasure and position. none of them bring satisfaction. Only a relationship with God brings prosperity and success in our life. So Satan is trying to keep us from that. Now, what does he lie about that? Turn with me back up near first John, but a little past first uh, Peter, first Peter, five, 8. 1 Peter, five, eight. turn right there. In your Bibles, you'll see where it is. As you turn there, it's like a, a, a one book. That's well, actually like three books before John. First John, just turn there. Peter, one day, he was walking with Jesus, and Jesus turned to Peter and he said, "This, Peter, Satan wants you." Peter said, "What? He, he wants to sift you as wheat. He wants to destroy you." Peter was clueless, but Jesus said, "This, you'll need to understand." Jesus said. It's not going to happen, Peter, because I prayed for you. I prayed for you. So what does Peter know about Satan? He didn't know it then, but he knew it later in his life as he wrote. Watch what he writes in verse chapter 5, verse 8. Look what Peter says to you and I as Christians. Be self-controlled and alert. Notice how personal this is. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We see the goal. Steal, kill, and destroy. So I want you to write this down this morning. Every Christ follower is tempted and tempted often. Every Christ follower is tempted and tempted often. You see, every day you and I face three enemies. My old flesh, the world system, And as Peter says, a personal enemy. Satan has one goal with all of those. To tempt us, not just to tempt us, but to tempt us to sin. You and I will never, ever be immune to temptation. As long as you're living, you'll be tempted. Would you just turn to your neighbor with a nice smile and say, I'll never be immune to temptation. Just go and tell them at all our campuses. Come on, come on, tell them next to you. Don't just sit there and look at me, tell them next to you. I'll never be immune to temptation. Pastor Mark, thanks for the message. Yes, that is the end. Have a good night. No. So if I'm not going to be immune, then I better learn how to handle it.
0: Have you ever been to the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls? If so, you've seen the guardrails that the park rangers put up to protect us from danger. That's exactly what God's word, the Bible, does in the Christian's life. God gave it to us to protect us from Satan's schemes. In a world where some say there is no absolute truth, God's Word stands as the only absolute truth that can break the chains of Satan's bondage.
2: You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. That's 866-779-3441 or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website.
0: Now be sure and tune in next time as we continue to learn how to defeat Satan in his own game and conquer temptation. See, God gave us all of the weapons we need to win the battle against all of the temptations that Satan puts in front of us. Our greatest weapon is God's Word. We must study it, meditate on it day and night, and obey everything written in it. Then we will prosper and succeed in all that we do. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: have seen and our ears have heard, His Word made flesh in a hurting world, a new hope He is giving, Lord let us hear your lessons for this.